Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very exciting episode. Is this exciting? I feel like this one's kind of a bummer. Okay, <laughs> let me just rephrase that. Welcome back to a very important episode. Mm-hmm. This week, we our topic is how to bounce back. And basically, we're going to kind of go through this episode in two parts. So the first part is going to be addressing when you have issues, whether it's related to like class content, quizzes, exams, or personal issues that are affecting school and some resources um, that you can reach out to on Dell campus. And the second part, we're going to kind of talk about once you have your quote unquote issues solved, how to get back on track and how to stay there. So Mm -hmm. I feel like this one's really important too, because it's university is such a big jump from high school you feel like you've been like your hand's been held all through high school and like if anything goes wrong then the whole world's like revolved around you and there's just so many ways to get help and then you go into university and it's like everyone's out to get you it seems like almost (laughs) so yeah this would have been great when i was starting my undergrad so and the other thing is like university feels so you know it can feel isolating and alone Mm -hmm. but the fact is there are so many resources out there it's just like people don't know about them Mm -hmm. but yeah so we're here to tell you about them it's yeah it's gonna be great so (laughs) let's start with what to do when you have issues okay (laughs) if you have issues with class content assignments tests or other thing relating to the classes that you're taking before you do anything else i suggest that you check the syllabus that is dr jennifer stamps original song you can right. check it out on youtube yeah. <laughs> i feel like that song gets stuck in my head at least once a week that's honestly. so, so <laughs> catchy no it, it gave me a flashback to first year that's like, amazing for yeah. sure <laughs> when um, all my problems were happening and i could have used this episode anyway <laughs> yeah. but yeah at the end of the day technically the syllabus is considered like a legal binding contract is so in your legal I don't know. Well, well that, there was an incident question. that happened in one class. I don't know if we were in it, but it was another class afterwards that I was hearing about from some younger mm. students where they like the students called out the prof on an error in the syllabus and the right. prof removed the syllabus from Brightspace, uploaded a change version. It's like, no, this is what it's actually. And it was basically oh, like no. the date of an exam being pushed earlier than later. Interesting. Um, there was so also like they, yeah, a similar one with there was like something it being like that. online. Yeah. Or like the exam oh, being that, online or yeah. not being online. So legal binding... Maybe for us, not for whoever sets it. The way that I've heard it described is like when you sign up for a course and then you read the syllabus, you staying in the course is kind of like you signing the syllabus or like agreeing to it. Correct. So like when you start a course, check out the syllabus. If you're in a course and you're having issues with like test assignments or something just seems weird, Mm -hmm. just go check the syllabus. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Love those things. Yeah. If there's a discrepancy in the syllabus, you can kind of go... Gets, reach out to people beyond that and we'll get to that right. um, and also worth noting there may be additional relevant resources linked in the syllabus I find my profs will like mm-hmm. link resources at Dal kind of at the end yeah there's like that two are relevant. pages full with like links and everything yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. so always worth checking again. out that and also of course there's always contact info for your profs and TA there which leads us into our next point if you're having issues in your courses talk to your course instructor mm-hmm. it may seem intimidating but Honestly, sometimes they can be really supportive or really help accommodate sometimes. issues that you're facing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll share a, a positive example. <laughs> I was in like a 
online class, and we'll talk about online classes later. But <laughs> I don't know. It was like a quote unquote bird course, and we'll talk about bird <laughs> courses later. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I'm really busy. I'm really stressed. Like, I'm just not going to submit these assignments. Like, I don't think I'll get docked points for submitting them late. Yeah, because it said something on like for the, in the first, syllabus. For the first <laughs> unit, you didn't get docked for submitting no, them right, late. Yeah. For the second unit, you did. I didn't check the syllabus. It I just assumed <laughs> that first mistake, rookie, rookie. Mistake. Yeah, so then I didn't submit all these assignments, and then I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm going to get docked 50%. And then I, I remember like, I walked to the Cheb that day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably hyperventilating. I don't know. Anyways, then <laughs> I was like, wrong. I'm just going to email the prof. And I was in, I was like training for a sports thing. Like I had a lot going on. And I was just like, hey, I got this going on. I did this. Like, can you help me out? And they were literally just like, yeah, I'll give you points. And I was like, oh, wow. I spent the last day stressing over nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, always reach out to your prof. Anyone else have any positive yeah, experiences? I have one, I have one from uh, one of my profs. It was actually interesting because we got an exam back and his policy was that you have to wait 24 hours before you come to me with like the exam mark for me to see. And really? I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> yeah. you're all fired up in the first 24 hours. Right. We're not going to have a productive <laughs> oh, conversation. Okay. Yeah. Very smart, honestly. That's, That's actually pretty smart. The funny part was like, I actually did, I didn't do that. Were I, you fired I, up? Uh, no, I wasn't fired <laughs> up. He was fired up. I had <laughs> seen the grade well in advance, so I had started to like process like where the grades could have been lost in advance so when i went to him that day when the <laughs> grades came back i was like so uh, <laughs> actually <laughs> so, you, so you blatantly didn't follow instructions no, first off no like, but here's the interesting thing what because happened? like i was like okay i came in for a different assignment right. i was uh, talking about the assignment and he was like you know I, I could take a look at that um test for you anyway and he was like, yeah, I, mean, I guess these are points that you should have gotten. Like He had a rapport with this professor. That's yeah. also one thing to note. Like, mm-hmm. rapport is... Okay. Very really, ha- Yeah. Before coming rapport. into the class, like it's... Yeah. yeah. Well, not even before, but, like, I participated in class. I made sure to participate in class. Ah, okay, and that, like, okay. you know, I asked questions after class and stuff like that. So we had an understanding with one another. And so maybe it's a fair time to mention that, that this definitely exists. Like, that concept of... Yeah. I don't favoritism? Know, I don't, I, yeah. I, I mean, we can call it favoritism in, in mm-hmm. quote, but, like, it does. Like, yeah, like, having a rapport with your f- professors really makes your life a lot easier. Like, in, make yourself yes. known, introduce yourself, be nice, ask questions, go, go to, to office hours. hours. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, in, that's a lot. in the case where... You're in a really big class, like earlier on, or like you're, I don't know, in second year, and you're like, where would I find the time to go to office hours to say, hey? Um, I feel like just reaching out to your prof in like a professional, like non aggressive or confrontational way, like over email, mm-hmm. is probably your best chance at them like listening to your problem and actually trying to help you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah, one time, if we're talking about like positive reaching out to prof stories, um, I had. I was doing like three higher science classes all at once and they all had an exam within like one week of each other. Like I had like two major things going on every single day. And I was like, I'm not going to actually have a single second to write this paper, this, this big, big paper. Like I just, it's not getting, it's not getting written. It's not getting written. So I reached out to my professor and I literally was just like, Hey, this is my schedule right now. Like it is brutal. I'm drowning. Like, is there any way I could have this extended a few days? And the angel was just like, yeah, of course. Like, just hand it in next Monday. Like, take yeah. time for yourself, queen. Like, just like angel, angel, angel. So, always like, building rapport helps. Like, always reach out. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, okay. 
always reach out. Yeah, just 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 if try. you feel comfortable. Just try. Right. Yeah, and be genuine. Like yeah. you know, there's no need to like fake it or just um you know. Yeah, don't make stuff up. No, no, like, no, no. Just be real. Profs are real humans. This is yes, <laughs> and a lot of them are also like somewhat young enough that have actually passed through some of these things yeah. and yeah. they actually mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Um, like I can I can name plenty of profs. I actually went to Dal, for example, and like took some of the classes that we're in right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, like. Yeah, like, don't be afraid to, you know, shoot your shot with that, something like that. It's just, you know, they're humans. They're Mm -hmm. very well understanding most of the times about what students are going through, so. Yeah, I do have a word of caution, though, just while we're on this step, just being, like, especially my example, like, if you're drowning and you, like, are having a really hard time time manage- with time management and fitting everything that you need to fit in your schedule and, like, fitting all these due dates and things, Mm. um, it gets kind of tricky in that regard. Because if you're reaching out and you're being like, hey, like, these are my conflicts. I've had a situation where my prof was just like, so you're telling me that my class isn't as important to you as all my other classes. This, mm-hmm. These were word That's for word. That's happened. Yeah. Word for yeah. word. Damn. And like, I could see where they're coming from, honestly, because when you're time management, you're just like, how much is this worth? How much, when yeah. am I going to have time to fit this in? Like how like those much glass is this going to take? Juggling glass balls. Yeah, like yeah. Yes, Anna yes. Said. Flashback to the Diana episode. She's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes you just have glass balls and sometimes they just drop. And this was one of the times. And then they were like, genuinely, you don't care about my class. Like, w- this is actually ridiculous. And these were like the genuine words. So pick, I don't I don't know how I'm going to circle this back to just always Just proceed ask. with caution. Mm-hmm. Right. And just And don't... sometimes people are mean. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point too. Like so... sometimes you do try to build a rapport with a professor and sometimes you just... Yep. don't get that you coming get back down. at you. Sometimes, yep. you know, the professor is a little bit, you know, disconnected from what the material is and what, like, the standards are in today's, like, educational practices. And sometimes they're more old-fashioned and might follow different, yeah. you yep. know, pattern yep. that the past followed. I guess what my point was was just proceed with caution. Like, if you obviously are really in need of some assistance, like, always reach out. But, like, if you're having time management issue or if you're just, like, I'd rather not do this right now, like, don't take it for granted. Like, yeah, be realistic. Be realistic, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I was being realistic, to be fair. She was just like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. You can write all of these three exams and write this paper I, on that I, I, one day. I mean, I have no idea, like, the exact situation you're talking about. Like, I can easily come up with, like, 20 rebuttals to that professor. I'm like, well, I kind of already know what, like, half the content is. So I don't feel like I have to study this as much, but like, yeah. my other, like I don't know. There's so many other factors that go into it, but mm. yeah. sometimes professors are just going to be like that. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So moving on from that point, um, <laughs> so with if your personal, if you have issues in your life that are affecting your school, but also are kind of personal, going beyond um, something that a prof can handle, or if your prof isn't being accommodating or giving you a hard time, there are a lot of resources at Dalhousie and people that you can reach out to. So we have a big list here. I am just kind of going to kind of run through them and let you guys know what you can do. So first person on the list here is Assistant Dean of Student Affairs, uh, Patricia Laws. So according to my sheet here, <laughs> she's a wealth of information and support when a student is encountering any sort of issue regarding academics. Uh, she's the person to consult. So I actually reached out to her this past year regarding something really sweet lady really full of information and just so happy to sit down with you Mm -hmm. and like weigh out your options with you Mm -hmm. just very sweet lady yeah yeah like i think she can provide support with like personal and academic matters and also just like give you advice on how to navigate things like moving forward if you have a certain issue and you're not really sure what to do like reach out to her with it and she can point you in the right direction Mm -hmm. of like who to contact next so a great starting point definitely um, also worth noting, she's the go-to person in the Faculty of Science. 
Um, the Faculty oh, okay. of Arts and Social Sciences has like a counterpart that does that sort of role. So right. what's her what's her title? Assistant Dean of Student Affairs. Assistant Dean of Student Affairs and in, in, in the Faculty, Faculty of, of Science. Science. Okay, so just look up that title for, for the your other one. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, also useful to contact if you're looking to contact someone other than your course instructor or you don't think that they've treated you fairly, yeah, which, right. as we've just said, can happen. I'll jump in here really quickly with another p- quick personal one. It's on our list, sorry, but I just yeah. thought of it. In the topic of individual people you can contact and reach out to, and it kind of ties into having a rapport with certain professors, I had this happen with uh, an exam that I was trying to reschedule for a course because I was not going to be present uh, when the ex- actual exam was scheduled by registrar's office. And one of the profs should have told me, uh, no, it's a zero. Basically, you can't like blah, 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 blah. So I reached out after trying the other professor and some other people, the department head mm-hmm. of that particular department for that course, who I knew from another class and she knew me as well somehow. Um, and it kind of actually facilitated getting my exam moved. So if you know, like someone even like the department head yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know. Try that as well. Shoot yourself. Yeah, with that. department head, then assistant dean, there you go. then maybe dean. Right, like, just, yeah. just, just work your list, way up the ladder. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of encounters with um, like the head of the department. Yeah, like I can remember one time, one person just would not answer their emails. Yeah. Like it was months go. of not there answering emails. So department head, like they have um important emails. So if yeah. there's if you're cc'd in one of their emails, then they're going to answer you. Oh yeah. Um, and also a lot of the times we'll talk about the ombudsperson in a bit, but. Their advice has always been go to the head, go to the head, go yeah. to the head. And like that's, yeah, so that's your first point, maybe not first point of contact, but if you're if definitely you're a good work option, work your way up, work definitely your way up. Have you guys option. ever heard the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's literally what this is. Like if you have an issue, don't be like, oh, I'm just going to like sit here and whine about it. Like talk to your prof, talk to the department head, talk to the assistant dean of student affairs, mm-hmm. like. We, we, we live in one of the most progressive and enabling times for students. Like yeah. Use yeah. use your resources yeah. that, that are given and to that's, you. And yeah, that ties back to exactly usually the professors that are that's of true. issue that's are of a time <laughs> yeah. when that exactly. was not present. <laughs> there right? you go. They might be like, no, no, no. You will do what I yeah. say. And in my be time, like, students no. aren't allowed to ask questions during the exam. So <laughs> I'm not going to be at the exam. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will not be at the exam. <laughs> no questions? I'm not there. You are on your own. Bye-bye. Yeah, there's always some quirky ones. Okay, <laughs> moving on to the next one. So, <laughs> What did he say? Usually tenured. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, not naming names. Let's go. Okay, on. next point. There is Dalhousie Student Advocacy Services, which is a service of the DSU. Um, so it's free. They offer a bunch of services. There's three main branches. Advocacy, which can help students navigate university policy. Education and outreach to learn about university policies. And policy review examine university policies so if you feel like you're being unfairly i don't know treated or targeted by a policy that the university has like reach out to these people because they can help you figure out what to do and who to contact as well Mm -hmm. um i'll just run through the list they can assist with all sorts of issue issues such as supporting students through academic integrity allegations Mm. student code of conduct violations issues with issues with residents issues with harassment discrimination Everything like that. That's a solid one about residents because I actually heard yep. from uh, someone that actually like there were some issues in residence this year, especially in the fall where like power outages, not having heating in rooms and stuff like that. So like basic oh, wow. issues. So yeah, that's a good source to reach out to. If yeah, you're of course. Because mm-hmm. if like if res life and other stuff doesn't work, work your way up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work good to know up. it's there for Squeaky sure. Yeah. You know how to reach out, have you? Uh, so no, but I would just look up online Dalhousie Student Advocacy Services and I'm assuming you would either email or call or yeah, something okay. like that. Everything that we're going to kind of talk about, I'm not going to like 
I don't know, read out the link. Like, just look up the name. I looked up the name of these online, and the DAL site comes up. Yep. And they have lots of information on their websites, too. Okay, next one, which I actually learned about today, was an ombudsperson. And I'm going to spell this because I did not know how to spell it. It's O-M-B-U-D-S-P-E-R-S-O-N. Yes. Such a funny name. Like, yeah. Ombudsperson. Yeah, it's, it's... So their title yeah. is, quote, a confidential and impartial resource for students. Mm. Um, yep. The person is available to all Dalhousie students for free, confidential, impartial, and independent support to help resolve any university-related concerns. And their office, if, if you're actually like looking to drop in in person, is the, I don't know if it's the, whatever the top floor, fourth or third or whatever, fifth floor of the, the sub. Yeah, they're okay, up there. nice. They're up Do you there. know if they're like a student or a faculty? It's a faculty. Or... So I actually have experience with the ombudsperson, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about it now. Yeah, go for um, it. So just in a nutshell, I had a group project in a summer online course of which the group was chosen for me and it was never in person. So I never had a chance to reach out or to like meet any of my group members in person. Um, from the beginning of the semester, I made a group chat. Like I took the lead on the project. I was like, I think we should do this. Any, like, what do you guys think? I like reached out weekly, making sure we were all on task. Mm -hmm. Like how else would you demonstrate that I was being a leader? Like I was really trying my best to not have an issue with this group project. Okay. And then it was, it's two weeks out (laughs) and two of the people in my group hadn't written in the doc yet. And I was like, okay, this is alarming. You're not answering my texts. You haven't done anything like this is not okay. And so I reached out to the professor and I was like, Hey, this is what's happening. Like my group members are not being very like engaging. Like what should I, like I've, I've had my stuff done for a while. Like I'm getting nervous and he's just like, it's okay. Like I'll mark you guys separately. Like if this is what's happening, like, and I was like, okay, like I've settled a little bit. And then two days before <laughs> this project's due, I get an email from this professor and he's like, your group is very chaotic. Like none of you guys are working well together. Like I've asked for a group project and there is no homo- homogeneity in your group. Like get your stuff together. You guys are being marked as a group. First off, imagine lying as a prof yeah. in a first email and then also having a group project in an online course. Yeah. Like, online in, in, course. Oh over the God. summer. Over the yeah. summer. Like absolutely absurd. <laughs> Guaranteed like, some of those students were not in country as well. No. <laughs> and like, oh my God, ridiculous. So apparently someone else reached out and was just like, one of these people is plagiarizing their thing. Oh, there we and go. so instead of reaching out to <laughs> Anyway, just like a terrible group project. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And so I got 100 on the section that I wrote. The other group members, I kid you not, got a 30%. And so our final grade was like a 60 on this project that I had worked on all summer anyway. And so I reached out back to the prof and I was like, you told me that you were going to mark me separately. If if you had not said that, I would have done their part. I would have not gotten a 60 on this project. And it was yeah. worth like 30%. Anyway, as you can see, is. I was not treated fairly. And he yeah. was just like, there's nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. Sorry, like work better next time. Nothing I can do. You're not being... Work- he was like you're not being enough of a leader like there's nothing i can do like try again like be a better group member next time i was like okay so then i reached out to i was like looking on like how do i (laughs) how do i fight my professor and the first person that came up was this ombuds person okay so i walked to this office the ombuds person's office i'm bawling my eyes out i haven't even sat down and i'm bawling i'm bawling and i'm like hi hello this is what's happened to me i'm not being treated fairly and she goes wow that sounds really hard like very sweet lady that sounds really hard like these are the things you can do and all of the things i can do was reach out to his boss their boss's mm-hmm. boss their boss's boss's go. boss yep. yep like work your way up the ladder yep. so 
what did you say the ombudsperson actually does? Like files complaints against like they, specific I think officers? I think what they do is is they keep a report. Not that's not the right word. They keep a a, a tab on all yeah. the uh, like all the complaints that they might receive for certain professors or certain mm-hmm. courses. And if it gets to a point within a certain amount of time where there seems to be an overwhelming uh, majority against or you know in some. Uh, decision capacity uh, towards a professor, then they like send a complaint or they file something with like the dean of that particular department. Okay, right. so um, this is more for like systematic like justice rather than you're gonna get your issue fixed. Yeah, well, it it's... does say on here like they work to ensure just, fair, and equitable treatment of every student. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily something that's bigger than you. I think it's right. worth going there because you may get your issue resolved. It might happen uh, short term, yeah. but it also like it, it does depend. But and... it also yeah, like not many people know of this. On no. The person so it kind of yeah. goes against the whole point of yeah having yeah. people in my complain. experience yeah, exactly. my issue didn't get resolved they were just like oh, i'm so sorry you're gonna have to reach out to their boss but like yeah definitely another avenue to yeah, search it. um yeah, yeah. if and you're having an issue like right now that needs to be fixed i would recommend going to the head instead of the ombuds person but yes. i mean just yes, in my experience yeah um, good to know that they exist though exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and sure. and just, just on that topic as well like uh, for, I mentioned like you can visit them in person. There's obviously an email you can contact you. Yeah, just, like, just look, look them online. up online. I yeah. gave you the Ombuds. spelling, so <laughs> you got it. Just Facts. It. Um, there's, al- there's also like their their hands are kind of tied as well uh, yeah, in yeah. some capacity. Um, like yeah. I know again dealing with like listening to some students from last term who had a complaint about a particular professor. Um, keep in mind like these avenues that we're providing, absolutely use them, but also keep in mind of like your time and how much effort you want to go through with it because there yeah. are some profs at Dow that are like untouchable, quote unquote. Yes. Yeah. And like the ombuds person <laughs> will take this complaint and be like, yeah, okay, that's just going to sit here for yeah, maybe the next... 10 years are crazy. Though. That we cannot even... Yeah. Right? Because they are <laughs> some <laughs> level of... Yeah. So again, not sorry, not to derail what we're talking about, but just keep, keep, something, mind. keep yeah. it in mind. Keep it in mind. Perspective. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Next, we're moving on to the accessibility office, which I feel like I, I knew that this existed. Um, so basically, Facts. this office can help students put together an accommodation plan that can help reduce barriers in learning. So mm. if you're a student that needs accommodations like in a class, maybe you need a note taker or you need to take exams in a separate room, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll just list some of the things that they do. They create inclusive educational environments. Um, They can facilitate access to academic courses, programs, facilities, and services, identify classroom exam and other accommodations to reduce barriers, and they can advocate on behalf of you and alongside you to ensure that the accommodations you're receiving are, like, fair and support you in a good way. And also, interestingly here, they can assist in accessing funding for students with disabilities, which I didn't know that. So if you need special services or like equipment to learn totally you know one thing i found was interesting about the accessibility office was when i found out that it's not just you know physical i used to think that Mm. okay you go to the accessibility office when you've like broken your leg you can't physically get to like the exam hall or like you are sick you have covid you can't go to the exam hall Mm. but a lot of the times you might not even know what's wrong with you maybe you have adhd you can't actually focus on an exam or you have like brain fog something like that that yeah. they can help with that too yeah yes. no that's a really good point like and and they might for like c- certain issues like that they might also help you get in contact with a like a psychiatrist exactly. or a doctor yeah. who can provide a medical reference that then they can use to help set up things in the mm-hmm. future do you have experience with that because I, I have, have the quite opposite. i have okay um Wait, i have before like, we move on i just want to build off of so hill's uh point there um like they can help you with long-term issues like you said like adhd or something like that or like short-term issues like illness missing an exam like yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah lots of 
I, I was going to actually say, like, I feel like we have the same, like, kind of tone with this. It's like there are some caveats mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. To, to point out. Do you want to go first? Because mine are not, like, a, yours sure. is a very specific example. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I have two things to say. I'll just start with the doctor's note thing. Yeah. Um. When you're, like, they can get you in tact with people to... In theory, perhaps, they can. Yeah, yes. to, like, help you get the resources you need with doctor's notes yes. and things. Um. I went in for something I was having problems with. Um, just academically one time and I was like, we, we can, we can just say that I had anxiety or something, not what happened, but anyway, just for confidentiality. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm like, I have anxiety. I have testing anxiety. Like, um, I'm having a hard time. Like, could I get accommodations? And they're like, okay, you're going to need a doctor's note. I'm like, see, that's not going to work. Cause we have a healthcare crisis. There I haven't had go. a that's, family doctor yeah. in seven years. I yep. can't yeah. do that. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Is what happened mm. to me. And you said. You they can, when I say like they can refer, they might just be like, if you go to the Dow Health and Wellness Clinic and you yeah. visit a doctor yeah, yeah. there and they give you a note, then we can do something for mm-hmm. you. So that might be as far as the reference goes. Like they're not going to call a doctor and be like, okay, this person needs yeah, to come. Like, obviously not, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but, but I mean, we, like, yeah, like you said, there's if other resources that can tie into that. Like yes. the, yeah. you know, you we have like so some sort of psych visit and yeah. some sort of like yeah, that's our next topic can, actually. Oh. <laughs> okay, I have one more thing to yeah. I have one more thing to add then before. Yep. Um. So. The only one, okay, I guess this, the one actual genuine encounter that I've had with the Accessibility Center, um, it was right around exam season and I had this acute, we can call it an illness, that stopped my, stopped me from being able to write exams. Like, I woke up one morning, there's just, there's just no way I'm writing exams. Like, right. it's, just, it's just not happening, yep. it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I call the Accessibility Center and I was just like, this is what's happening to me. Like, I am in no shape to write any exams. Like, what? am I like what what am I gonna do like I had I have one tomorrow morning like what am I supposed to do and very accommodating they're just like we can get like we can set you up with doctors to get you this this and this test if need Mm be um they reached out to all my professors got my exams moved and they didn't move them like three days they moved them like three weeks so I had time to take time for myself actually like heal and be actually prepared to write my exams when the time came so um I was like earlier I was just like oh they ha- I didn't have a doctor so they were giving me a hard time with that but like if you had like a very like acute like right now I have a problem that needs fixed like right now like I need help they are they're 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 there for you like yeah. that's awesome the doctor note is hard for any time anyone right now with the yeah. prices and things yeah. but like if they're like I'm not trying it. to make it hard for you no 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 right, yeah no right. nothing on them but when I had that issue that needed to be resolved right then I didn't have to give a doctor's note or anything they're just like this is what we're gonna do for you and they were great i yeah Yeah. no complaints there so definitely reach out and then my quick two cents on this um so like and this is solely from experiences that i've heard other students had from my my realm is in being a ta um and what i've heard so like again like very like they can set up accommodations for exams and whatnot Mm -hmm. doctors notes all those things Uh, i have heard like sometimes they do need to hear like at least a week in advance before they can set up the exam Mm. for you so just keep Mm -hmm. that in mind if that's the route you're going with um and they do time if you can yeah yeah Yeah. and understandably they do also like triage uh, scenarios that they receive which it makes total sense because there are some that are a lot more high priority than others yeah for example, when I was mentioning the course, the exam that I was trying to reschedule before I went to the department head, I actually tried reaching out to the accessibility center because the prof actually told me to try that. Um, and about like two emails and half a dozen phone calls later, I still haven't heard back from them. That was like a year and a half ago. Anyways, oh. uh, not not trying to throw any smoke because they do a lot for a lot of students. And they're and, really busy. Yeah, but there you go. Like there's And obviously it worked out for me because I found another avenue to do so. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, like, you know, yeah. there, there is a triage system, obviously, that they have to employ. Um, so if you don't hear back, you know, keep trying and they should, 
in most cases they can help you with the situation that you have you also could plop in in person Killam yeah. Library, that's where they're located. Yeah. 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 Like that little building offshoot by the big old stairs. So there's that one. Yes. I think that's like, that one is also like somewhat student run because I've only ever seen students at like the front desk there. Oh, is there another one? There's one like right in the, after the main entrance of the Killam on the right side. Oh, cool. Yeah. The moment you walk yeah. through the doors, they're both called Accessibility Center. There's some other stuff in there too. Yes. There's like offices. There's... For Writing Center. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm thinking about something else. Sorry. Well, no, they're both like there's the writing center supervisors, their offices oh, there, okay. but yes, you're right. Yes. But that's Very also, cool. it's called Accessibility Center. Cool. No, that's a good point to make. Yeah. All of these resources, like they do great stuff, but there's, of course, going to be like moments where maybe they're not the best, but like mm-hmm. that's real life. So, yep. Anyways, okay. Right Moving on to student health and wellness. So, I'm sure everyone's relatively aware that we have like health and wellness services mm-hmm. um, at Dal. So, we have health professionals that you can book appointments with. They do urgent same-day appointments if needed. Um, I think it's worth mentioning, though, that you kind of, I think you have to have an account set up to book them online. Uh, not sure, like, the details of that, but just, like, look up Dal Student Health and Wellness, and you can set up an account, and then, like, it's a lot easier to book online appointments. Uh, the healthcare team consists of nurses, doctors, counselors, a social worker, and a psychiatrist. Mm. Um, I have heard, though, that for same-day bookings, especially for, like, the counselors, you have to call pretty early in the morning. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of, again, like, it's a hard thing. It's like, okay, if you're having a crisis at 2 p.m., they might be like, sorry, no counselors available for the day. Like, uh, call sorry. tomorrow at 8 a.m., but, like, who's waking up at 8 a.m. with a crisis? Like, let's be real. So, um, <laughs> me. Oh, that's, a, that's a good point, though. Like, I have used the counselor option before. Yeah. But now that does make me wonder. So the counselor is separate then from the psychologist or psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, yeah. Lots of different types of mental health professionals that they are offering. And if you go on the student health and wellness website, like Mm -hmm. you can look up like all the health professionals. I think you can you can even pick the practitioner that you book with. I have Um, a question. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but like you know how you can opt out of the health care plan now. Mm. Um, if you're not opted in, can you still? Yeah, you're still services? covered on oh, to nice. access the services. It's like all Dell students. Um, I will also mention that they have gender affirming care, which is really great because that's for cool. a lot of other oh, services, you good. need like yeah. like a note or something. But they just like will care for you without that. Like there, it like breaks down the barriers for gender affirming care. It's actually really relevant with what's going on in some of the provinces. Right oh now. yeah, but, like, totally great. Don't um, get me started. Higgs, jail, 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 jail. Alberta, just scrap. Alberta, the entire <laughs> province can burn. Uh, yeah. What else was I going to say on that? Oh, yeah. Pun intended. Also, side note, um, if you do have dial health insurance, it's possible to use your dial health insurance to access counseling or therapy services like off campus. campus. Right. Um, oh, I did not know it's that. It's through Blue Cross. So Very if cool. you pay like, you know, like a private therapist or whatever, you can get reimbursed for therapy and counseling. Okay, you have $1,000, which really doesn't go that far. It's like disp- um, depending on how expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> your therapy is. But, you know, like that's like what, six or seven sessions, like better than none. Also, yep. I think if you're like in a certain particularly hard scenario, you might be able to like reach out to like Dal Insurance or something and get more of like a stipend oh, okay. for certain things. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But, like, so, again, squeaky wheel gets the grease. So, so when you said, like, $1,000, is that for all things? Like, eye oh, care? no. And, like... Sorry, I can only speak on that specifically because I have experience with it. But it's, okay. like, you get 100% reimbursed for, like, therapy and counseling up to $1,000. Cool. Okay. And then separately oh, okay. And then other... I think for dental, it's, like, 80% reimbursement. Physio and massage is, like, 80%. I'm just on mm. the health insurance, so I, like, know some of the stuff. But, yeah, nice. like, I have a Blue Cross app on my phone. And, like, you can go to other services that aren't just the Dial Health and Wellness Clinic and access them. So. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, what's the app? Blue Cross. Blue Meta Cross. Bay, yeah. Blue Cross. <laughs> oh, slay. Yeah. Slay, slay, slay. Okay. Cool. Use Anyone else have anything to add? 
for that one? Nope. Cool. I, I, oh, sorry. I yeah. do. We can cut this out because I'm literally only being like, okay, these are these services that we have available. However, these are my experiences. But I just don't want people to go in and be like, okay, this is like, I need help. Here I am. But that's the hidden curriculum. That's This is good. I know. I just feel bad because I'm just like, Bleh. I know. Anyway. I, I can see the point, but no. <laughs> if you want to cut it out, we can. But. Yeah, just, okay. We can just see. But I anyway, just my experience with the... um. Dalhousie Health and Wellness, you have to like make an appointment request, right? Yeah, online. And I figured I always got um, like cut off because or like denied because I didn't have the health insurance. But I guess if you don't have health insurance, you're still supposed to be um, of get they, they be should. They, I think they just ask like you have what, to set up you... an account if you're booking online, and, and to yeah, set up an one. account, you have to call the center mm-hmm. between the hours of like eight p.m. to 4 p.m. or something okay yeah so maybe i like maybe something slipped in the cracks during that but i just i've like sometimes like there's just like health crises and yeah. there's no family doctors and so you're like oh i need help in this regard and they're just like yeah. we don't deem your situation fit for an appointment and they're like okay so what am i supposed to do now um yeah. so i mean like do what katie said set up your account like make sure you're all yeah. set and good and you can even call them sometimes yeah 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 they're being rude these guys are second floor lmps is that, is that this or am i am i mistaken it's that uh, okay, that's uh, that's second so, yeah. second yeah. floor yeah. LMP. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're getting denied, then just make sure that your account's all set up. Give them a call. Like just yeah. squeaky wheel. Be one. Exactly. And yeah, reminder: not everything is like sunshine and rainbows. Like yeah, all these services are great, but everything has flaws. So yeah. <laughs> every single time I say anything, we have to give that disclaimer. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like we can fully cut that out, but I just no. Don't. I think that's a good point. Okay, and lastly, I'm just going to quickly talk about this service. So there's human rights and equity services at Dow. Um, so there are professionals on campus that can help with issues regarding, like, harassment, racism, sexualized violence, and stuff. So they provide trauma-informed, survivor-censored, confidential advisory services to Dow students. Um yeah, some of the listed highlights here is human rights, discrimination, personal harassment and conflict, sexualized violence, equity and inclusion, stuff like that. So if you have any issues that are more kind of related to like human rights and equity, um, reach out to them. You can just look again, look that up online yeah. and probably contact through email or phone or something like that. And Very cool. Just curious, these would trump something like tenure, right? Like if you have yeah. like an old Oh yeah. Touchy, yeah, don't be feely like, Oh, professor. I was just um, sexually assaulted by my prof, but they're eighty and tenured. No, reach out. Like, <laughs> profs, let's, profs yeah. can be fired. We've, I think, we've seen that actually happen. Uh, so, or someone saw yeah. that happen from. If from you're, the, yeah, if you're actually going through something yes. that's really serious and like actually really affecting you, don't yes. ever not reach out because you're scared. And I know it's easier like said than done, especially if you've been through something traumatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't fear reaching out to these resources because of how you think they're going to react or they're not going to help you. Like just try your best to reach out and the services are there to support you yeah like you're worth sending a couple naggy emails like just Mm -hmm. always reach out always reach out the worst thing they can say is no and like there's just other avenues for everything like just always reach out advocate for yourself you're worth it slay period (laughs) okay i think we should move on to part two where we're going to talk about once your issues have been quote-unquote solved what to do to get back on track and stay there yeah um also worth mentioning some of the stuff we're going to talk about we've like said in other episodes before but like it remains relevant so let's just go over it again yeah point number one have an agenda or online calendar and plan out your semester plan out your classes i had something to say just along the lines of okay you had like a hard semester like you had a hard time with your classes um just speaking from personal experience like sometimes it can be hard to like get back on the horse like you've always been a good student but then you've been like wonky for a semester or like you had a hard time for your year and then it can be like okay so I'm actually a failure of a student I'm not meant to do this but like 
no you just have to like get back on the horse you're not a failure so yeah these are just things to like get you get you back on it get you back on it just just things that i found have helped me personally yep uh, in this in my in my in my academic comeback journey anyway so yeah like katie said agendas are great yeah and (laughs) if you're not a person that's like writing down an agenda keep an online calendar like google Google calendar microsoft yeah Microsoft. (laughs) apple calendar any of those calendars we talked about this before um but um, way back, I, yeah, I think this might have been one of our first. This ever is the first. This is the first episode, or second, second episode. Um, the yeah. reason I yeah. added this though was um not for like you're looking at a calendar and I have something due this day. Like that's I think if you're in university, you have some sort of <laughs> yeah. that's going on. Yeah. But more like looking at your week ahead and yeah. being like, okay, I have these two things due this week. These mm-hmm. are priority. Next week I have two tests. So you're gonna find all of these things that you have to do in the near future have your priority set out priority listings very great priority yes, setting 100 and then make a to-do list like okay to be on track i need to do get these things accomplished this day and just by like having a constant tab in your head of what's coming what's ahead mm-hmm. and like what you need to do to get on track that's how hap- that's helped me a lot yeah. i remember in second year like mo- especially moving from high school into university like your workload like it's like increases exponentially exponentially like yeah. ridiculous and i used to always be like okay like after i get past this week like i'll be okay after i get past this assignment i'll be okay you're never okay like there's <laughs> no. never passing it like no. it's once your final exam is submitted then you're okay but yeah. like you need to have that mindset like you need to understand the fact that like there's always something looming oh, yeah there's always something always in the back of your always mind. something in the back of your mind i think it's worth noting though like it can seem like a lot at first, but truly, okay, like, I'm in my fourth year now. Like, I feel like I've learned time management. Like, mm-hmm. everyone is, like, you know, unique in the sense of, like, you know how much time you need to do something. Like, at the yeah. start, it can seem like a lot. Like, that's why first year's hard. Like, mm-hmm. and even yeah. second year. But I think as time goes on, you you learn how to oh, manage yeah. things better and you learn what works for you. So I feel like there's only so much, like, advice we can really give on, like, organizing your schedule and, like, staying on top of things. Like, you have to find what works Definitely. for you and you will get better over time. And yeah. I think that... After having done been doing this podcast for like a year and a half now, one of the best expressions, like we talked about earlier, was mm. figure out what your glass balls and what your plastic yep. balls are mm-hmm. and what can be technically dropped in some instances and yeah. what you cannot drop no yeah. matter what, mm-hmm. right? I think that's probably one of the best things I've learned just from all the guests that we've yeah. had. Yep. And I think it's very applicable to this. And yep. I think this little thought just popped into my head and it's such a good point um i think that you should make your mental health like a glass ball because Mm. i did not do that this past summer i had a lot on on my plate and after you know my treacherous months were over i suffered for months following like don't let your mental health be a plastic ball yeah i didn't do that until september either (laughs) yeah (laughs) like clearly it's taken us a while to learn so (laughs) you should listen like you should listen to this students it's just like especially when you have like big goals and aspirations you're just like okay i'll just be miserable for the next four years and then i'll be happy and successful but no it'll catch up to you you have to even if it looks like taking you know one night a week to see your friends like be realistic if you're a busy student and you have big aspirations like you can't be like you know doing pedicures on like a monday afternoon like let's be realistic (laughs) but yeah do what's good for you. Don't give up things that make you happy either to have more time studying. Mm-hmm. I've fallen victim to that and mm-hmm. you just... And, and, and vice yeah. versa. Like, uh, I can personally... Why did I sound so weird saying Bar- personal? <laughs> uh, I can personally say, like, I mean, talking about the, the glass ball, plastic ball analogy and just priority lists. Thanks, Diana. We love that. Like- yeah, it's really good. Um, 
be prepared to make sacrifices. Yeah, right? that's, like, that's true too. Whether yeah. it's things, people, um, you know, attachment is is great sometimes, but yeah. too much can also be detrimental, yeah. right? And you need to be able to prioritize and understand what's what matters now, what matters in the future, yeah. um, what's not going in, to matter. Sorry. Yeah, no. I, think, I think it's leading into a little bit the next one point. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's um, take a look at what you spend your time doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This one was this was like a big wake up call for me because like <laughs> like the point we said earlier, like you're sometimes you have a light week and you're like, okay, like I can go to the mall now. Like I'm gonna go for a nice little walk. Like mental health mental health walks are great. Go take yeah. those. But yeah, like, like sometimes it's good. But it's just like if you're going out, it's a long weekend. You're going out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Sunday night, <laughs> or even like. This is a hot topic, and this is like this may be a little controversial. So I mean, add in, guys. But um, <laughs> when I was in my academic flop, flop is perfect. When I was in my academic, <laughs> I was gonna say flop <laughs> era, <academic, laughs> but flop era. When I was in my flop era, I would go out every single Friday night and every single Saturday night, and like it's the weekend, like enjoy yourself. But like. It was months on end, and I was out yeah. twice a week. Might and be a correlation there. Maybe just a little bit. Of, just a little bit of a correlation. Just a little. And so, like, yes, you're young. Yes, you want to enjoy your life. Yeah. But on that note, like, you don't need to be going out in every single yeah. weekend. And like, hot take: no one wants to be studying on a Saturday. But like, sometimes you got to get it done. My tip: what I like to do, because you know, I be studying a lot and stuff. But like, I'll look at the weekend. I'll be like, okay. Friday or Saturday night, which night works better for me to take a couple hours and do something fun? Yes, yes, so if yes. I'm spending my Friday night grinding, I'm done at like six or seven on Saturday and I'm doing something that's either going to like recharge me or like nice. be fun. So take, if you're like a really studious student, but you like also kind of want to have fun, just take one night. And even if yes. it's like a Sunday night, like stop yeah. working at five and like, I don't know, watch a movie or something. Just take one night. Don't take the whole weekend. Yeah. So, I'm a big, pr- sorry. I think th- that one thing that I would think I should add in this particular case, because when we started this, I was one of the people that was like, yeah, I don't have any sort of scheduling. Yeah. You know, like I always find that I end up getting distracted by these sorts of things. I, it became a point where I was really blaming myself and I was like, man, you have no discipline. You don't have the capacity to get off of your phone for more than five minutes and do something useful, which was when I had to cut myself some slack and... I actually sought some professional help, mm-hmm. and I found out that you know I have ADHD. And it, <laughs> there you or go. Like, what a segue into that. I'm, that's, well, I'm just trying to say, like, don't blame yourself if it's something that you cannot seem to get under any sort of control. It might not be something that's within your control. True. So Bars. If you if you have to <laughs> try to find a professional <laughs> that can help you deal with that situation and yeah, right now if you have now, ADHD and you can't pay attention go get help no but that's a good point because you're surrounded by people that are like studying you're like oh I should be able to do that I should be able to do that especially if you've which been, like, is a what smart... his mentality was yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm quoting you from episode 2 this is like oh yeah I only realize when we have an assignment due and everyone else around me is stressing about it that Literally. was him it was him but when I started <laughs> getting help my like phone <laughs> use went down 3 hours every day like wow. on average it was three hours chess. less you still play chess every time <laughs> yeah, but okay. chess, chess is stimulating also, for the brain on, okay, on the that. phone use thing I have a little tip mm-hmm. I have like a time limit set on my social media apps so do you actually use that or just put password in my no I, but the I thing is is I okay, okay <laughs> this is this is kind of I don't do this all the time right now I know my password but sometimes I'll have like someone that I trust set up the password <gasps> and then I just can't yeah wow. and then I can't use it we could all take a note so yeah you know I you know I did get weak and ask for the password like whatever like i'm doing like you know i'm in my fourth year girl gotta have fun so but like in my second year girl i had that 
time limit on lockdown. Like I think I think the Pomodoro oh app does something similar to that as yeah, well. Where, like it kind of like locks your phone while you're meant to be studying, and then it gives you like five minute break. Go play mm-hmm. on your phone. Yeah, um, that's nice. So always yeah. little tools like that to use. Yeah, put your phone yeah. in the other room, turn it off, let it die. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it die. Let it die. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um. So I guess on that note, mm-hmm. this actually. This next tip is what I feel like has made my entire, like, academic success a possibility. So, um, in my second year, my flop, in my flop era, um, (laughs) I had lots of great, perfect friends who I love dearly. I love dearly. But we were not spending our time at the Killam. We were spending our time, like, going on nice walks, going to the waterfront, going to nice little, like, other things that, yeah, stop. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't do yeah, anything. We were, I didn't we were do spending anything. Our time doing things that we're not studying, and like I have lots of memories. I have lots of cute pictures. Like I've seen lots of Halifax, but also I was failing class. <laughs> I was not yeah. doing homework. Like if it, like I guess it comes down to like you have your own schedule. Like your classes aren't from eight to four. Like you have, you really have your whole day to do stuff. Yeah, you should be studying during the week. Anyway, you should yes. Yeah, so, and make make balance like time to look at the waterfront of course of course but But, like not every single day should be spent not studying at all here's my quote you need to make friends with studious people if that's what you're prioritizing Oh, <laughs> did you transition to a British accent there for um, like a little bit? Don't ask. <laughs> you use the word studious as any other accent you can use. you prioritize I guess, episode, <laughs> I guess this episode is like Posh. geared towards like you are in your you're trying to prioritize being a better student. Like you fell yeah. off, but like you do want to be a successful student. <laughs> yeah. And so these are what I have found in my journey to help me be a successful student who liked to study was find have your friends outside of schools so you can like go party and take your time for yourself and do those types of things mm-hmm. but also what has helped me a lot was having a group of friends and peers to study with it's a lot less yes. lonely your life is a lot less lonely yep. and sad when you're sitting at the killing with a group of people rather than by yourself head down headphones in and they can motivate you yes and the special they can pick up your slack like if you're in the same classes for example and yeah. you don't understand a concept Yep. Someone explained to you the concept. You'll understand. They'll be teaching you, which is like yeah. passive studying. And it's just, it's made yeah. all the difference for me. Yeah. Like, lit- like my friends are literally, like, I attribute everything to them. So, Amazing. very grateful. Also, and I do think it's worth noting, though, that sometimes it is necessary to study alone. Like, sometimes friends yes. can be, like, distracting. Sometimes if you're in, like, a grind sesh, like, yeah, go in the stacks. Like, put your head yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I just, like, if it you... It is good, though, if yeah. you do and, that. And to my somewhat fellow introverts out there because yes i am introverted yeah. um or at least i really was in first and second year uh if you see that someone's trying to find you or like is trying to you know like include like, let them let them <laughs> yeah. genuinely let them because i know i didn't have that mentality in first year and i was really surprised by people actively reaching out and asking to study and then best case example of this is second year so hell reaching out mm-hmm. um which obviously has led to this now so like yeah. like yeah if, if, if you see it happening you know there's it, it again, you know, I, I personally, I can absolutely understand wanting to be alone and thinking that, you know, your success is going to come from everything being done by yourself. But at times, it's definitely very helpful to have friends around. And if you see it happening, let it happen. I'd yeah. like to preface Amazing. that when Miss Dancer said this is why this is happening right now, I didn't just pick Miss Dancer because he was a friend. I also chose him because of his skills and the <laughs> expertise that I thought he would bring to this podcast. Oh, okay. Thanks yeah. for the thanks for the um, boost. Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> anyway, just like uh, <laughs> no, I mean that's where that's where we are as friends now. Oh, that's <laughs> I why mean, I'm right here today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all I wanted to say, like, on that front was like just like as like 
a little girl who had like a 2.5 GPA, <laughs> like, like, and just didn't have any motivation to study. Like having people that I wanted to hang out with yeah. who were studying, like, is the reason like I've had a good routine and been able to study and been able to grasp tricky concepts. And so if you're coming from a spot of I'm my GPA is really poor and I need to like pick up my socks. And you are per- and you're a, you are a social a person. Like yeah. this is what did it for me. Because if so. all your friends are studying you, and you want to hang out with them, you have no choice but to study. Exactly. And you are living proof of change. Yeah. Like, you're like finishing top ten percent of like every class. You know, like girls, girls. Oh my slut. god! Stop. That was a little bit. My L- eager literal slay. <laughs> literal slay. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. I can just. I can remember, Kitty. This is a cute story. I'm like, I'm Michaela. My oh. <laughs> to my okay we can cut that out yeah. but my friend was just like come sit at this table with a bunch of people that you've never met but like come study yes. like this is where we're sitting and i was like oh my god and so i'm strolling up to the fifth floor kill him <laughs> and i'm just sitting with all these random strangers that i had never met and that were all very welcoming and perfect and angelic and i just love them and mm-hmm. and i was one of them yes, <laughs> no, you came you were walking and you plopped down and you opened up your cute little planner and your cute little book bag and you're all organized and you had all these cute things and i was like oh my god i want to be a cute studious girl too and then you plop down this big bag of mini eggs of, of oh my god mini eggs yeah the chocolate and you're eggs. like Paige, feel free to have some and i was like oh, oh my god wow. and so like i was like oh my god studying is fun you have cute friends and cute oh little laptops and cute little mini eggs i forgot I about like, that but like it's coming back to me like i can see it now <laughs> and i was like oh my god and everyone was just so nice and like everyone in university wants to make friends and so True. like that goes back to my stancer's point if someone's trying to hang out with you if they ask just go mm-hmm. just, <laughs> and just be nice it. to people that you meet because it's really made the difference oh my god i just got a test from a text from a younger student weird question how do you manage your time <laughs> so applicable. Um, <laughs> this is, huh? Just li- I'm just gonna send the link of the episode. Just, yeah, like, just watch it. this. Anyway, okay. This got really sappy really fast. We should move on to our second last point: um, structuring your course schedule to help you succeed, if mm-hmm. possible. So oh, yeah, this one I I had a I had a good I had a good introduction for this one. This is just coming from someone who maybe isn't the best at time management innately, mm-hmm. and like. Especially, like, again, coming from high school, your entire day is structured. Like, you're going to get your stuff down just because there's time put out for you to do so. And then you get into university, and then you only have, like, what is it, like, nine hours of your week genuinely set out for, like, like to do school for you. Mm -hmm. And so... I have found that having an in-person class that you need to get up, go to, mm. sit down, take notes, and then leave ha- is a lot easier for a person who's not so good at time management than I have five online courses. I can get this lecture done whenever this assignment's due on this day, but like it's like eight months in advance. I have one quiz due this week, but like I can, yeah. I can just, I can just like do that with my own little brain. Like that, that doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. Um, you had a counterpoint to that. <laughs> oh, Katie? yeah. Well, first of all, I want to agree with you. I actually had a prof, like one of the profs that I worked for in the summer talking about like a course that they taught. And I don't know if it was like real statistics, but he was like, like the people that come to class do better and the people that don't come to class do worse. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, but Sounds about I don't right. know. He was like tracking it like somehow. And I was like, uh, point. <laughs> Exactly. But I, like, I actually, like, when I started going to class, like, I guess I have a weird story because I was in the COVID cohort and, like, for two years I, like, was never in a classroom. Yeah. But, like, I remember I was sitting down with all of my brand new friends and they were all getting up to go to this in-person lecture and I was like, why would you ever go? It's all online. But then I never did the stuff online until, like, two days before the exam. Yeah. So, like, I'm never studying the content. I'm just taking it in for the first time because time management is difficult. And anyway. Going to class helps. Going to class does help. 
help and like you, you're you're forced like sit in the front oh this is a good one i didn't even add this sit in the front <laughs> if that professor is staring at you and you're on your phone like that's embarrassing True. don't embarrass sit yourself don't sit in the back and play on your phone <laughs> sit in the front take your little notes make it harder questions. for yourself to be a bad student yeah set yourself yeah. up for failure and then you'll be successful yep my counterpoint to that was that it may be nice to take like one or two online classes to allow you some flexibility in your yes, schedule yes, yes yes that being said I have this opinion from like a fourth year student. So like I already did a bunch of online classes in first year and now I'm like, it's really nice to have an online class because mm-hmm. I'm like busy and doing stuff. But the thing is, is like you will only reap the benefit of this flexibility if you're disciplined enough to yes. get the work done. Correct. And I like that a lot. And that's just a skill to be learned. Yeah. So discipline, learn it. Um, what I had to say about online courses too, just a final little note is like, having a class online does not automatically make it a bird course no so <laughs> english english for example exactly. online english you gotta write stuff which is not an easy task for like i'd say most of the population yeah like yeah. the only thing that makes it easier is the flexibility in your schedule exactly. but you still have to do the work to get a good grade 100 yeah and that's the case with a lot of bird courses like there are like inherently courses that are you know easier and not as much work but like at the end of the day a bird course if you want to get a good grade you still have to put the work in unfortunately so be be realistic about your bird courses Um, I had a point, take courses you enjoy and care about if possible, um, even if they're hard, because if you like the topics and they're interesting to you, like it'll motivate you to actually do the work and you'll probably do better in the class. Right. Yeah. Cause you won't just be like miserable, like just like getting, yeah. checking something off looks the looks over at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that there's like required courses that are miserable and that we all have to take, but <clears throat> if you have the choice, take something you genuinely like, like don't take like, I don't know, witchcraft. witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that kind of sounds fun. Like I we, we've slewed like, witchcraft two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you're Shout like, out to my witchcraftians, it sounds fun. But if you're like, witchcraft sounds fun, then take it but if you're like witchcraft sounds absolutely easy. horrible but easy <laughs> but easy <laughs> another well, thing is know. i think you know in consider that if you take courses that teach you skills that you can use when you leave university yeah. you could get a job that's something right? that you could look forward to rather True. than looking forward to do another professional program for another four years <laughs> like is that a diss at all of us who want it no 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 like i want to do exactly the same thing but i'm just saying yeah, p- people in witchcraft right now being like okay i'm gonna make a <laughs> gonna potion make a starting <laughs> i'm gonna cast some spells <laughs> i'm going to go work for hogwarts that's why i'm taking potions <laughs> like, that could be cool like especially like i'm i was in my crystal era like which okay. fun. it is fun to take cool like i took origin of modern medicine i thought that was a really cool course yeah no it teaches their relevant. own right teaches their yeah. own but you like, know we're not just just we're, ne- we're never we're never slandering witchcraft sounds cool we, we just know people who might be taking the class that that don't care about witchcraft. exactly yeah. yeah yeah exactly so just like yeah. you'd be miserable yeah. you'd be fyi miserable. just take, take fun classes take classes that you care about and just like yeah don't inherently just be like i'm only taking this because it's easy because it just might take, make you miserable. When is, when is life easy? Just answer that question. And if you can't answer it, there you go. Yeah, and plus also bird courses take work. So like they you're going to do work anyways. Might as well put yeah. the work into something that you that find you like. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, moving on to our last point of the episode. I love this point. This is a good tip, and it may seem counterintuitive, but um, to get back on track, you should get more involved. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this may look like starting Facts. new volunteering, extracurricular sports. Again, all things that you care about and are interested in. Right. And Paige, why do we, why do we want to do this? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So this goes back to my point of like, some of us aren't inherently good at time management and I am definitely one, but I have found since that I've gotten involved in extracurricular activities, societies, volunteering, 
then your week you have more Mm non-negotiables so your classes are obviously a non-negotiable but now you have the implementation implementation (laughs) implementation of like a couple two hour three hour slots a week that are Mm non-negotiable that you have to do your volunteering you have to do your extracurricular or what have you so then in the time slots in the free time slots that you have before volunteering after volunteering you're going to get more work done mm-hmm. because you have like a deadline more structure to more your structure week too. and it's like i <laughs> it's like going back to high school like you have your sports after school you yeah. have your like little volunteering on the weekends and you have your classes during the day and mm-hmm. so like the work that you got done before three from 3 p.m to 8 p.m in high school was like unmatched so <laughs> yeah. my favorite thing yeah. to do is like trying to revert back to that trying to like have your week set out so then you yeah. just you have less time to get work done and the work that you get done is yep. more, more effective 100%. meaningful yeah it's like the more busy you are the more productive you are exactly yeah. but there is a fine line between being too busy that you actually yeah. don't have time like be realistic don't burn yourself but, out yeah like i i actually find that when i'm like busy i'm like more productive because if i'm like oh i have such a chill week like i'll literally sit on my phone for an hour That's what versus I mean. like oh i have to volunteer and then i have to you know do this and do that it's like i'm sitting for 30 minutes and doing like effective like i'm doing flashcards or something like i'm making good use mm-hmm. of my time so yeah i, I have, also oh sorry oh sorry i have a good point about this um about what sort of extracurriculars you should kind of try and pick. Mm -hmm. I find that, you know, something like a sport or something where you're doing volunteering that's, like, particularly meaningful for myself was one in which gave me more dopamine to then put Mm -hmm. back into, like, the same... Into my studies, right? Like, I remember when I was in first year, I kept my job because I was like, okay, this is going to help me um, keep my schoolwork on task. But I hated my job and, you know, I didn't like making coffee and I thought that it was like busy work. So my head wasn't getting any dopamine. I was right. drained at the end of the day and I felt yep. miserable. Yeah. Like that oh wasn't like a good thing for me to put my time towards. That is towards. such a good point. And I have a personal example too. Yeah. In second year, I wanted to get involved in volunteering. And okay, it was COVID, so the options were limited. Mm-hmm. But I started volunteering at the IWK and I was like a patient caller where I would like call patients and remind them about their appointments and stuff. And like over time, I actually like started to hate it because people were rude. <laughs> Oh my phone. gosh, okay. Similar. Like, yeah, so, it, and then I just like hated it and it drained me. Okay, mm. but now I volunteer in the child life department at the IWK. And today I literally spent two hours literally making Lego. I had so Aww. much fun. I was making Lego with little kids. And I was like, wow, this is so fun. Yeah. And I was just like so happy. Like, exactly. do things that make you happy. And if something makes you miserable, don't do it. Again, not worth it. Your mental health is not a plastic ball. That's right. exactly yeah. what yep. I was yeah. saying. Like yep. Mine was with the patient program where I was, you know, taking food to all these refugees. Yeah. And, like, every time their faces brightened up and, yeah. like, they, some gave me a hug. Some, like, you know, it felt uh-huh. so, so nice. Like, yep. I actually was charged for the rest of the week. Yep. Yeah. yeah giving back to your community is great. It makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. And sports. Recently, I've gone into rock climbing. <laughs> Guys, it's so fun. It gets me fired up. And then... <laughs> I'm doing my schoolwork right after <laughs> and then, hitting and, the wall. And particular shout out for this point to <laughs> all people applying to graduate programs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, we've hit on this point so many times in previous episodes. We say get involved and we've been talking about doing stuff you like. It, this is not a, 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 a promo or an ad for you to go do things that you think like grad schools. Like, no, we're not. No, no right? No. We're, we're past that point because, again, that's just going to. If you're not actually enjoying it, it's not going to help. And you exactly. can't talk meaningfully about something you don't care about. And yeah, yeah exactly. Then and what's to the point of doing reiterate it? the point that, like, for ex- if you're really concerned about, you know, your future applications, 
unstructured, non-structured activities are great. Applicants, applications at med schools, dental schools, whatever schools love to see things like you know, going to the gym, going for walks, going on, going on runs. I just chose a bunch of sport. Rock climbing. Rock Rock climbing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like things that you're not doing with an organization, but you do literally because it helps you with your mental health, helps you relieve stress, Mm -hmm. helps you get recharged. All those things are great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like a scary, um, like question for some people on interviews is, Oh, like what do you do in your free time? (laughs) Like what do you like to do for fun? No, guys, this is, I'm going to share a little story. Um, anyways, I don't know if I should, Actually, I can tell this. When I was in my med interview, I had a question kind of like that. And I literally, I like to crochet and I had a crochet plant on my desk. And I literally oh. was like, oh, oh I go- like to crochet. And I literally showed oh. the plant, the crochet to the guy. And I was like, oh, haha, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to show you that. And then I put it back. But like, you know, that's like my personality coming through. Like maybe it was fun. But yeah. That's cute. It's always good to do little hobbies that make you happy. So. Yeah, exactly. Like gives you some personality, gives you an outlet to like release some of your stress. Yes. Um, I also yeah. had a note on this little part it makes you feel like you're being productive so i feel like yeah this is this is like might be a little bit of a niche point but like as someone who like likes to keep busy and maybe like girl boss (laughs) this is like negative but it's just like i feel like sometimes if i'm not doing school then i'm wasting my time and i feel like a lot of people can yeah it's relatable 100 percent. so i feel like if you're like volunteering like my volunteer work really like fuels me yeah but I don't feel like I'm wasting time being there. Mm-hmm. Like you're giving back to your community, you're contributing to a cause, and you're taking a break. It's yeah. like a triple whammy. Like there's nothing bad that comes out of volunteering. So fun. Yeah. Anyway, I and or like hobbies or anything of that matter. Like, yeah. Do it. Makes you happy. Make time for yourself. Do things you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have I think hobbies. I think that this was such a great episode. Does anyone have anything else to add? Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a little bit of a, just 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 like a afterthought. Yeah. Um, hit us. So like you've. You've had your issues, you've, you're on your comeback, and your GPA right now is very highly affected by the issues that you're having. Mm-hmm. So there are some avenues to, um, like, pass-fail grades and things like this. I don't know everything, like, I don't know everything about this topic because I personally haven't had any experience, but I have looked into it, so I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll run down what I know. <laughs> so... Uh, this might be niche for COVID year because only fourth years listening could maybe attest to this. Mm-hmm. During COVID, there was full-blown, like, pass-fail courses due to COVID. Right. Everything was changing, so they allowed, like, just doesn't matter your circumstance, like, you can pass-fail these classes. In talking to, um, like, administration and things of that matter, apparently that looks really bad in your application. Mm. um pass fail classes from covid Mm -hmm. um that's all i can say on that matter i don't know how it looks or like if you should do it or not but specifically i had like an a minus in my first year or something that was like not perfect but i mean like pretty darn good and she was like yeah like don't ever pass fail that like it looks worse on your application if you do that anyway so that's number one um if you can avoid that maybe avoid it yeah it won't that's all i have to say it won't benefit you just take the grade you got yeah no (laughs) like especially anyway um and then my next thing so after mm, 2021 2022 year like school year i think after that the school implemented a policy to protect i'm using this in quotation marks protect students so um personally we have a friend they had a hard year they didn't reach out for help during the school year and so they just had bad bad grades Um, And then they're, like, reaping the negative repercussions of that now. And so they were able to get um, pass-fail-ill courses, like I-L-L courses. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so 
it's basically like you were sick or there was some reason that you were unable to like excel at your studies but you like went through it anyway yeah. Yeah. something like that then they're able to go back and like ill your courses so it's not pass fail it's just ill so that's different it's different you have to retake like you have to retake the course you have to like your credits don't count so mm. like it's basically you're retaking all these classes but it won't affect your gpa interesting right. so like if you're applying if you retake a course um i've heard that they like take both of the grades and like that's your grade for the course your yeah. like, new one and your old one but if you do a nail class because you went through these hard things didn't get any help yada 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 yeah then they just cancel it out and you just you have a fresh slate mm-hmm. so maybe something to look into um this is this this is a little niche post thing. recovery to post fix the past <laughs> post recovery scars um but like do you guys remember during um our second year 2021 i believe in the fall term during exams there was like an omicron outbreak it's yes, all exams got moved online oh yeah so if any grades that you got after that yeah you okay. can know but before that like anyway so winter niche. semester of 2022 yeah, yeah. You're after that, you're set. Amazing. Wow. Something to look Thanks into. Thanks for that little last little tidbit there, Paige. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> just use, reach out, use your resources. Yeah, just squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's the motto. I'm really the episode. The motto. Don't drop your plas- uh, your uh, glass balls. <laughs> glass yeah. balls. Don't drop your glass balls <laughs> and, and be a squeaky yourself. wheel. Yeah. Take time for yourself. Be a squeaky wheel. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. If you made it to the end of the episode, hopefully this was a good one for you. Yeah. yeah. And like, just, yeah. Love you. Yeah, stay, the stay squeaky. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> stay <Bye>. squeaky. <laughs> wee wee wee.